Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm the co-founder and CEO of Luna, a team operating system for the modern employer, redefining connection and productivity through web-based personal operating profiles combined with AI dashboards. Our guest today is Jesse Sheridan. Jesse is a mom, expert in process and people operations, the ultimate team builder. She's passionate about organizational development and leadership and has a track record of creating communities of care, connectedness, and lifelong learning and development, especially in the Philadelphia region. Jesse is currently the Chief Operating Officer for Delta Phi Epsilon. Jesse, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Jess. It's an honor. We've got the Jesse and Jess show today. It's going to be fun. So, Jesse, tell us a little bit more about your current work with Delta Phi Epsilon and maybe some of the other initiatives that you're involved with around Philadelphia. Yeah, I'd love to. So, as you shared, I'm the Chief Operating Officer at DeFi, as we call it, headquartered here in Philadelphia. And I've been serving in this role for almost five years. And Delta Phi Epsilon is a membership organization with over 80,000 members worldwide. And my role within the company is to ensure that those 80,000 members are having a fulfilling experience and that they find value within their membership. Our internal tagline that we use is this idea of creating leaders from the dorm room to the boardroom and providing our members with the tools and the resources that they need to develop their leadership skills and, and really grow in their career trajectory. We're doing this through programming and different experiential learning experiences rooted in belonging and this idea that focus on women and non-binary people and giving folks the opportunity to grow through this sense of belonging. And so as the operations lead, I'm always looking for ways to enhance the member as well as the employee experience, really designing solutions to business challenges and ensuring that our infrastructure is supporting the work, really creating those positive team dynamics, whether we are on site, uh, which we were for the bulk of the first few years. And then now we are a remote workforce all around the country. And so the pandemic has allowed us to really think differently about how we create that sense of belonging, both for our members, as well as our internal staff. So I spend a lot of time there. And when I'm not working, I'm really involved, as you mentioned, in the Philadelphia community. And so things like the Chamber of Commerce serving on the, the board of directors and working with the Young Professionals Council and also serving on the board of directors for Live Work Philadelphia, which is a resident attraction program. I love this city and I want to be a part of bringing people to live here, loving living here and retaining them. It's such a vibrant community and has so much to offer. And so a lot of the work that I do outside of Delta Phi Epsilon really is centered on 
creating a place where people want to live and love to live and will stay here within the Philadelphia region. So you also mentioned I'm a mom, I'm a mother to almost two-year-old. And so um, when I'm not chasing her around, I am working at at DeFi and, and within the chamber. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you so much for sharing. So many great things that I think we'll be able to dive into as part of the show today. And I love the focus on belonging in particular. You know that based on our past conversations that that is really something that Luna prioritizes in the way that we put our technology into the world. And I think more than ever in distributed, remote, and hybrid working environments, that sense of belonging needs a new approach or new approaches. And can't wait to hear what you're focused on there. So with that... It is time to get fresh. And Jesse, my first question for you is, how do you define the future of work? So I define the future of work as being human-centric. I really believe that this was already coming, but the pandemic expedited it, right? And pushed us into the future. And I think back pre-pandemic, Adam Grant and Erica Keswin, you know, were already writing books on this idea of putting your people first and creating work environments that prioritize people over profit. And then again, the pandemic happened. And now we were all forced to really look at this differently, both what are we looking for in a work environment, as well as what are we offering to our employees in a work environment. And so by treating your people well and creating a psychologically safe space where people can belong and feel that sense of belonging and can you know, can show up as their true and authentic selves will yield financial gains. I think that, you know, the pandemic gave people the opportunity to really reflect on what matters to them. How are they spending their time? Where are they putting their energy? And if they're going to spend 40 plus hours a week working, people want to enjoy where they work and where they can be their true and authentic selves. And, and I don't believe that that is new. It's just that we weren't really thinking about it before. And the pandemic forced us to think about how are we spending our time? You know, companies that aren't offering a human-centric work environment or are starting to consider how they can move to a more human-centric workplace, they're going to struggle. They might be able to bring people in, but retention could be really a struggle for them. And particularly as, as Generation Z becomes more of the workforce, people need to understand what their folks are looking for, which is why Luna is such a great product to be able to talk about what's important to me and how I'm going to show up as my true and authentic self. And that idea of the grind, and I'm putting that in quotes, I know this is a podcast, so listeners won't see that, but the grind is no longer generally what people are looking for. And I'm sure that there are people who really do wake up every day and say rise and grind, but I I do think that has changed. And that idea of having a good job and a flexible work environment and to be able to do life with a little bit more ease, I think is a lot of people's goal. And that has been, you know, brought to the forefront of after this pandemic. And that doesn't mean people aren't going to work hard. And, but when they have to drop everything to pick up their kid from daycare, which I had to do so many times in the past year, they want to know that their employers are going to support that. So I'd also say, the future of work with that is performance management is going to be huge. I think we're already seeing that work where you want, how you want, as long as the work is getting done and measuring metrics and performance goals will be a way that employers can say, okay, Jessie's doing her job. She's meeting these metrics. 
whether she's working at nine in the morning or nine o'clock at night, she's designing that work day and meeting her goals and metrics and removing the company forward. We use Lattice at Delta Phi Epsilon. And, you know, that has really allowed us to bring the remote workforce together and also continue to hold folks accountable for their responsibilities and, and giving them that flexible work environment. So human-centric and performance management, I would say, are the two major things for the future of work. So if I were to hand you a magic wand and ask you to change one thing about work life right now, what would be that one thing? Well, I think this would qualify as work life, but I am really believe the direction where we need to head is equitable pay and salary transparency. For so many companies, I feel like it's taboo to talk about your salary. And particularly as women, it's critical that we're talking about our salary. It's critical that we're talking about where we are, where we want to go, how do we get there, and how do we support each other in that growth. And rather than creating this, you know, hush hush atmosphere, what if we made it crystal clear about our salary, salary ranges? How do you get to the next salary range? What it looks like to be promoted and how you get to that next promotion. I feel like folks would work harder if they knew the path to get to that next salary level, if compensation really is a priority for them. There's also this idea of this concept, I suppose, of non-promotable work. Many women tend to carry roles and responsibilities that aren't always brought up on an annual review, such as being the, you know, the empathetic listener to team members or the person that's going out of their way to create that sense of belonging. And while you and I know that that is really important to creating a culture and creating retention of staff and team members, sometimes those behaviors are overlooked because they're not necessarily creating revenue streams, but those, they create culture and belonging in the workplace. And, and it's a real value add what those folks are bringing. So I'd love to see companies be more transparent about their salaries, as well as, as how one gets to that next level of their salary ranges, both with promotable and non-promotable work efforts. Or maybe even just to pay like, yes, and to everything that you just said, making that non-promotable work promotable, because that is actually driving business results. It's just not in, quote unquote, like the standard or like, you know, typically accepted way of doing that. So that would be pretty magical if all of a sudden that empathetic leader was truly the one that was rising to the top every time. Yeah. And at at Delta Phi Epsilon, we have a a core list of competencies that we not only in your annual review are we talking about the actual tasks and things that you completed, goals that you met, but how do we weave in competencies to show your your own individual growth, resiliency and empathy and, and inclusion and bringing in some of those things that might end up being quote unquote non promotable? But recognizing those in the individual and saying that adds to the culture and the fabric of this organization and makes us that much more rich of a workforce and, you know, an organization. So bringing in those competencies and really compensating folks for some of those things that maybe aren't in their job description very clearly. And equitable pay, for sure, something that 
I do think we're making some strides here. I think that more and more the conversation's getting normalized, but wow, how incredible if we did have a magic wand and we could just make that happen, make the transparency exist everywhere. That will be a wonderful moment when when we're there, when we've arrived. So Jesse, as far as fresh takes go, freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness, which of these areas do you think is the most pressing right now as we're in this kind of next wave of the future of work and there is an evolving employer-employee dynamic at play? I could have an argument for all of these. And I'm so glad that you, you know, spell them out. And and I think all of them are so important to the future of work. But if I have to choose one, I keep coming back to freedom. And maybe just that's because life with a toddler, like I need the flexibility and I need the freedom. But I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say that we've always wanted that flexibility. We've always wanted that ability to kind of dictate how we spend our day. And and while I think there are a lot of folks who like those boundaries and need that those kind of parameters to to reach success, I do think a lot of folks also enjoy that flexible environment. Again, I think of all the days that I've, I've had my daughter at home with me since 2020. And I feel so grateful that I had an employer that supported that and was okay with her running around in the background and knowing that, you know, I might not accomplish as much as I'd hoped, and that my day might be disrupted. But I had that support and knowing that my employer and, and supervisor were supporting that made me that much more loyal and committed to the organization and the work. The freedom to work where you want and when you want creates this sense of commitment and loyalty. And, and I think many companies, particularly in the tech industry, were offering remote and flexible work before the pandemic. These folks, like they had it down. And, you know, they have the clear KPIs, um, OKRs, and and holding folks accountable for meeting those KPIs and and really letting them work from wherever. When, you know, think about if you get an opportunity to live down the shore for the summer and you can take your laptop and work from there, what an awesome experience to be able to have that flexibility and not recognizing that not every person will have that opportunity. If you're a frontline worker and you're working in a hospital or you're working in a restaurant or you know, hospitality industry, you don't have that flexibility as you might with a nine to five desk job. But if if you do have that opportunity, you know, go for it, go down the shore, spend time with your family and be able to, to flex that, that work environment. And I think freedom and trust go hand in hand. Employers really can offer that freedom as long as they're setting those clear expectations for what they expect out of their team members. So I'd have to say freedom, although I, I really appreciate all the other ones you have there as well. I make you pick one, so it's okay. But yes, I, I mean, absolutely. I think, and you said this at the top of the show, that we're in an era now of outcomes-based work, that it, it shouldn't be about, you know, were you tethered to your desk for, you know, 8.5 hours or whatever it is, but rather it is did you get your work done? Did you meet the goals and objectives of your job this week or this month? And, you know, I think that that's challenging for some people to wrap their heads around because it's kind of resetting the overall approach instead of time bound, it's work bound. And 
it is a change for many organizations, for many leaders. And generationally, I think we will see a difference there. But you also mentioned Gen Z, and they are coming into the workforce with a completely different mindset than any generation before them. And like kudos to them for that. They are really championing this human-centric approach and looking at a more well-rounded lifestyle. And I think that they'll do great things for work overall. So let's kind of flip over for a minute to managers. You've got all of these leaders now. They are juggling a thousand different things. They've got whatever their day job is. They're trying to lead now, in many cases, these distributed teams or hybrid teams, trying to help the company's policies be enforced while also getting work done and hiring and all of the other things. What advice do you have for managers right now? We need to ask more questions. Get to know your people. Ask them how they're doing, first and foremost because we're all coming to the computer screen every day with something else that's going on that we might not, you know, be openly sharing and recognizing that in a human-centric workplace, we put the people first and recognizing that we've all got things going on and and by asking more questions, how can I help you? You know, what's going on? Do you need some time off? I guess kind of cheating on this answer a little bit with your your former question of you know, how can we be more empathetic? And I do believe that comes through asking good questions and almost serving as a coach, getting people to understand that, you know, I'm here for you. I want to support you. And you're welcome to share, you know, as much or as little as you want. But work and life is blending together so much more now than ever. And so asking people the right questions and supporting them through whatever's going on I think getting to know who you're working with, building that connection, building that sense of belonging within the work environment is critical for managers. Give yourself grace too, if you're a manager. Like most of us are navigating this for the very first time and we don't have all the answers. You know, we don't know what it's like to support brand new people coming in. Half of my team I've never met in person. I've, you know, hired remote employees and I don't truly know them. And so if I'm not taking the time to get to know them, then it's just a transactional relationship. And so this is the first time we're all really challenged to do it this way. And so give yourself the grace and know that we won't all have the answers. But I, I believe if you talk to your people, ask them meaningful questions and build build the trust, even if it's through a screen, you know, we'll f- figure it out together and, and really come out better on the other side. Well said. Really well said great advice. And I think the grace piece is important because it's hard. Not every day is going to be super seamless and easy, especially because we're figuring out new normals for a lot. And that will continue. Like there's only going to be more evolution, more technology, more transition, more change. And thinking about kind of building that muscle of, okay, we're just going to constantly keep rolling this forward and adapting as we need to will be beneficial in the long run and hopefully help managers feel like this is more sustainable. Because right now, I think so many are just overwhelmed by all of it. So Jesse, final question for you today, this has been so much fun, is one company you admire for their fresh take? There are quite a few that I could name, particularly here in Philadelphia. 
But if I had to choose one, I would like to share my husband's employer, Tenuity. Tenuity is a digital marketing agency with offices all around the country. And like many tech companies prior to the pandemic, Tenuity offered a fully remote work experience as well as office space. If you wanted to go in, you could go in. If you were in a city that didn't have a Tenuity office, you were remote. And so when the world shut down, Tenuity was was really prepared to manage their people and continue business as usual. They might not agree with that, but it seemed that way from the outside that they, they just seamlessly kept moving forward. And they have really continued to expand their people offerings um, to focus more on the individuals that work there. And, and this human-centric workspace has allowed Tenuity to become really quite successful with their clients because their people are enjoying working there. They enjoy showing up every day. And most recently, their chief people officer was quoted saying, it's not about the time at your desk. It's not about the login at the computer. It's about getting the work done and really creating that freedom and flexibility, you know, has paid off for them. They also came out and said they're offering their members 70 days off per year to ensure that their employees are healthy and well. At one point in time, you could take off as many days as you wanted, you know, unlimited PTO. And they were finding that people weren't taking it. And so they've actually reversed it and said, actually, we're going to tell you how many days that you should be taking off and actually close the company for multiple, you know, long stretches of time so that people do take the time off and do step away and, and are with their families and friends and recognizing that work is part of your life and it's not your whole life. And so I benefit by nature of being married to someone who works there. And I get to see him quite a bit and know that he's really enjoying his experience there at Tenuity. So that would be my answer. There's a lot of great companies here in Philadelphia who I admire, who are doing it really well. But that's the one I'd like to spotlight today. That's a pretty good shout out right there. So I'm familiar with Tenuity. I have heard about them before, uh, connected with some people who who work there. Great to hear your husband is there. Um, I hadn't heard the 70 days number. Uh, to me, that's that's a I mean, that's a big one. Unlimited PTO is notorious for meaning like it sounds great, but people take less time off as a result because you don't have a, a guidepost of like, well, I should try to hit this number. Another trend I'm seeing that Luna actually implemented is minimum days off. So we require that you take a minimum number. There's a floor to the number of days you have to take off. There's not a cap. So you can take more than that, but you've got to take at least a certain number so that you are getting that like recharge opportunity. So Lots of interesting things happening there just to make sure people actually do disconnect, especially because, as you said before, these lines are blurred between work and life. And I think over the last couple of years, people weren't really taking time. It felt like, well, why? I can't go anywhere anyway. We're definitely seeing this is the summer of travel. Everyone's traveling this summer, finally. Well, thank you for sharing about Tenuity. We'll make sure that we spotlight them in, in all of the sharing of the post and the, the show notes as well. Jesse, if our listeners want to find you or connect with you, what's the best way? I would say find me on LinkedIn, send me a message. I'm always open to grabbing coffee and getting to know folks, particularly here within Philadelphia. Amazing. We will make sure your LinkedIn profile is 
in the show notes as well. And thank you so much for being here and for sharing all your great perspective today. Thanks, Jess. Thank you everyone else for listening in and don't forget to stay fresh.